Hello and welcome to Acts of Volition Radio. This is Stephen Garrity. This is session number 27. It's been about a little over two months, about two and a half months since my last session, but that's uh, sort of on par per my record lately. That's fine though. I'm just, uh, I just published as soon as I have, uh, I keep a running list as soon as the list of great songs grows big enough to make it worth sharing, I share it. I'm going to start off today with um, a, a band called the Delgados, and I know very little about them, um, but uh, a co-worker and friend of mine, Mike, that I work with, he's been playing them at the office, and I keep finding myself asking him, who, uh, who's this band? And every time he tells me the Delgados. So after that happened three or four times, I uh, figured I should check them out. Um, the album we'd been listening to is called Universal Audio. It's from 2004. And uh, it's a uh, great album. Oh, the Wikipedia says that they've disbanded, that they disbanded in, in 2005. Um, but the uh, album's excellent. I presume the members will go on to do good things in other bands, perhaps. Uh, I had There were so many good tracks in the album, I wasn't sure what to play, but I picked a, one that stands out a bit to me, which is called Keep On Breathing by The Delgados.
Keep on Breathing by the Delgados. It's a particularly good song in headphones. They do some pretty cool stuff with stereo in there. Um, now, I've played uh, Mike Knott and some of his various bands before uh, on Axe Volition Radio. He's probably one of my favorite artists, one of the most important to me as I started to develop my musical tastes. And uh, this is jumping back to sort of the middle of the era, era when I was really uh, deep into music. I was in, I guess I was somewhere in high school at the time. And uh, was I in high school? I have no idea where I was. It doesn't matter. Mike Knott um, released an album called Strip Cycle in 1995. And he was, uh, it's, it's a mostly, perhaps entirely acoustic album but not in the way, it's almost a heavier album than most of his electric things. It's very raw sounding, um, very uh, just direct recording. It's very difficult to describe, but you'll hear the effect. And this song is one of the best on the album and does a really interesting job with this. First of all, there's this really sloppy, slightly out of tune, um, just grungy sounding acoustic guitar. Um, and grungy in the sense that it sounds like it is covered in grunge, not in the sense that it is from uh, early 90s modern rock, and, though it is. And uh, there's it ties in with this, uh, there's multiple layers of this guitar, and there's a cello involved, and there's this weird sound in the background later that a friend and I just assumed was um, someone strangling a seagull, but you listen for the seagull. Great background vocals. Anyway, it all comes together to make this really, really unique sound. This and this it spans this whole album, and it's unique in Mike Knott's catalog and in, in, in this type of sound. I definitely recommend it. It's from Strip Cycle '95. Uh, it's Mike Knott with Tattoo.
That's Mike Knott, who I think is a genius. That's Tattoo from his album, 1995 album, Strip Cycle. Did you hear the, uh, the strangled seagull in there? Listen to it again. Now, I've played some of the music of a band called Poor Old Lou in, I think I've played in three previous uh, Acts of Volition radio sessions. One of my favorite groups. Um, I say that a lot. Uh, the guitar player and one of the lead songwriters in the group is a guy named Aaron Sprinkle. I also played one of his solo tracks in session 12. He's in a band now called Fair, F-A-I-R. And um, they put an, out an album last year called The Best Worst Case Scenario. And uh, he's been doing a lot of producing lately since poor old Lou broke up. And uh, he he produces this album as well, and uh, he's getting quite good at it. It's it almost borderline borders on being overproduced, but it's it's pretty well done. And uh, as always, he just he's a good songwriter and has a distinctive sound. So this is his band Fair with the song "Cut Down Sideways" from the best worst case scenario. <laughs> Don't go far without me I'll never make it 
That was Aaron Sprinkle and his band Fair with Cut Down Sideways. Now the next two tracks are were, were discovered, well I discovered them at least, uh, while watching television. A uh, great place to find it, new music. Um, both from one series, oddly. See, I've been watching uh, the, I think it's an NBC show, but uh, Friday Night Lights It's this series about a small football town in uh, Texas. It's kind of like 90210 with football, but it's a lot better than that. Still, it's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. And uh, there's a great music in it. Um, there's a, They have this really distinct soundtrack throughout the, uh, with this sort of ambient guitar throughout the the series. And I think it's by a group, Explosions in the Sky or something like that. I don't know what they're called. Anyhow, that's not what I'm playing here. And, and it, my point is that they, they do interesting things with music in the show. And they've brought in some, they, they've used some uh some singer-songwriter tracks on, or just some good rock songs on in some episodes that are just fit the scene perfectly. And w- usually I end up hearing these and thinking, what is that? And I go digging through and find someone who's asked the same question online and in this case found a lead to the Stereophonics. And they're a band that I've never really gotten into. I don't know. Um, he's got the, the lead singer has such a rock and roll voice that you have to respect that, but it's almost over the top. Um, but this song just fits so well, and once I had heard it in the context of the show and went back and listened to it, I kind of fell in love with it. It's from the album, a 2005 album called Language, Sex, Violence, Other. Something to do with um, content rating there, I don't know. Um, the song's called Rewind, and uh, it's just a pretty song. This is the Stereophonics. <laughs> Yeah. 
Stereophonics with Rewind. That's a song I first heard on Friday Night Lights, the TV show. And again, Friday Night Lights, um, watching, and I hear another song that, that sort of catches my attention. And again, I go digging online to try and figure out um, who it is. And the name is uh, Jose Gonzalez. And the name rings a bell. And when I start listening to the album that it was from, um, I come across this song called Heartbeats that uh, immediately strikes me as familiar. It turns out, um, you, you may have seen this, there's a, a Bravia ad, uh, there's, it's a Sony TV brand, where they're, they, they let, like, you know, thousands and thousands of brightly colored bouncing, high, those rubber bouncing balls down a, a steep hilled street in San Francisco, and it's all filmed in um, really high-quality, high-speed film, and it's just showed in slow motion with this song, Heartbeats by Jose Gonzalez playing, and it's it's a beautiful advertisement. You should look for it online. If you just look for Bravia ad, you'll probably find it. B R A V I A. Um, it's another. It's an example of how music can fit. It can really augment something that's you know done in film, and uh, it's it's also just it's just a beautiful song. And while looking online for information about this, I found a. Uh, a performance by Jose Gonzalez of this song, Heartbeats, on the show later with Jules Holland, and it's as good as the original. I'm not going to play the, the live copy here. I'm going to play the original, but it's definitely worth looking. I think it's on YouTube if you search for Jules Holland and Jose Gonzalez. So this is it's from his, uh, let's see, 2005 album called Veneer. This is Heartbeats by Jose Gonzalez. Had a promise made for hands and then away. 
both under influence we had devices to know what to say mind is a race away to call for hands of Jose Gonzalez, and despite what you might assume from his name, he's actually Swedish. Um, and something that's interesting, I was just li- when just listening to the song now, it kind of st- struck me that there's no uh, backing instrumentation. Uh, you don't get there's no percussion. You know, it'd be tempting for a producer to put a bed of strings on a track like that, um, but it obviously doesn't need it. It's so powerful with just him and his guitar and. I think because of that, that's why uh, this live version I mentioned before, uh, before I played the track from later with Jules Holland, is so powerful because he's able to recreate that with just him and his and his classical guitar and his. Anyway, really love that song. Um, now another sort of powerful solo male artist. Um, I don't even. I should have looked up how to pronounce his last name. I'm going to embarrass myself. Jeremy Enoch. I'll pronounce it. Um, He's most commonly known and probably always introduced as the Sunny Day Real Estate guy, the singer and songwriter behind Sunny Day Real Estate. A few of those guys, other guys, went on to back the Foo Fighters. And um, He's uh, been doing, I guess he's done maybe two solo albums, I don't know, but it's been a long time since he released anything. And in 2006, he released a solo album called World Waits. And um, this is a guy who I've been aware of mostly, I was... I, I really didn't follow Sunny Day Real Estate when they were popular, but I knew him through his uh, guest appearances and collaborations with poor old Lou band that I mentioned earlier, and uh, Aaron Sprinkle from his band Fair. Um, he, uh, Jeremy Enoch, he performed on a, a few live tracks that are on their live CD, and he did, did an amazing guest appearance on a song called Digging Deep from their uh, straight, poor old Lou Straight Six EP. I might 
play that in a future session. But he's got a very distinctive voice, and his solo stuff is just, it's like orchestral. Um, <laughs> as the uh, announcers awkwardly said in the Super Bowl yesterday during the uh, Cirque du Soleil performance at the beginning, that the sheer pageantry of it all. There's pageantry to this. I mean, the it's just, it's thick with, like, detail and embellishment and and uh it, it, orchestral so um the whole album has this sort of it's it's, a, it's cinematic in, in the scale kind of thing i don't know if if he produces the whole thing himself or if if he has a whole backing band or what the deal is but it's uh it's good it's heavy to listen to it's like rich um, so i can't take a lot of it but uh one track for you the title track from the album world waits definitely worth listening to here it is this is jeremy enoch
that was World Weight by Jeremy Enoch. It's a uh, it's a powerful song. There's a lot behind it. A lot of weight behind it. It's uh, and that introduction at the very beginning of the song where he scales you know from that really high to the really low vocal is what caught me, made it stand out on the album. I have one more track for you in this session, and this is by far my favorite from the session. I've been look- this is the one I've been looking forward to putting a new session out for. This is from uh, now. It's by Matt Mays. Uh, he has two previous albums out before this one that I'm going to talk about today, and I've played a track from both. Both are very strong. The um, the last one, uh, I think it's just self-titled Matt Mays and El, El Torpedo, which is his band. Um, just a strong rock record, but one of the best Canadian records of the year for sure, maybe one of the best rock records of last year. And uh, it's actually just being released. It was a, I think it was out in 2005 in Canada, but it's just being released in, in the U.S. now. His, this is the you know, one album old now that I'm talking about. Just it often happens that Canadian artists' albums get delayed. They get released in the U.S. later when they find a label to carry it or the Canadian label has money to push it. So they actually played on the, the Conan O'Brien show um, sometime in the fall. And uh, that's on, you can find that on YouTube or somewhere online. It's worth watching. Um, but now that's all the, the an older album now. And he's got a new album out called When the Angels Make Contact. And when I first listened to this, uh, I don't know if I, I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I was surprised because I was expecting another just straight, straight up rock record. Like the last one was just rock. There was no, it wasn't modern rock. It wasn't alternative rock. It was just simple rock and, uh, and good, just really strong. And they back it up live, the excellent live show. And this new album is very eclectic and it kind of caught me off guard, but he, now, let's see here. He claims that Matt Mays says that, or at least it's been said about it, that this album is a soundtrack for a movie, and I can't quite gather from what I'm reading online whether the movie actually exists or not, whether it's like a film project that he wants to do but doesn't have funding for or something like that, or if it's just a concept to make an album for as a soundtrack for a fictional movie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The movie doesn't exist yet anyway, if, or never will. And uh, because of that, it doesn't quite feel like a real album. I don't know. It feels like a side project or something like that. But it is strong, and there are some amazing tracks on it. There's a the single, When Angels Make Contact, when the Angels Make Contact, uh, has uh, Buck 65 on it. And it's a really strong song. But the closing track on the album is this really slow and quiet drawn out it's a long track called morning morning sun and it's i don't know how to describe it it's just one of those songs that really it caught me the first time i listened to it and it stops me every time i hear it it's just this slow simple simple melody and this beautiful collaboration i'm not sure that who it is there's a female vocalist that backs him on this this track um so far this is definitely my favorite track of the year this is Matt Mays from the album When the Angels Make Contact with Morn and Sun. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. 